the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The controlled demolition of your dollar. You know, I was going to go right into this dimwit in diapers spewing all kinds of word salad nonsense, but I figured I'd, I'd help with a little perspective, first of all. The Dow Jones is a Keynesian soiree of companies that are underwritten, have special deals, tax abatements on property, and they're underwritten by Federal Reserve money, and Wall Street is instructed to purchase them, and they rotate the ones they can't fluff anymore. So I hate to even refer to it as the market, but let's do it for the sake of the argument. It opens up 450 points higher. But for anybody that's ever traded, there's a tell. It's called the VIX, Volatility Index. Very light trading, very light, because it's all fluffed money from overnight. Mainly one big company has $14 trillion somehow of the public's money, and its job is to give you the illusion of a successful country. Because what they understand is it's your confidence that is the bull dung that holds this Ponzi scheme together. So right on cue, the market collapses as soon as the dimwit starts talking. They even have to bring out pippy livestocking to fluff everybody up to say, don't believe your lying eyes. He's really not dementia-ridden or delusional. He's really just an old man who knows so much he just can't get it out of his pie hole all at the same time. He's not a stuttering, bumbling, corrupt piece of dung, which he is. So that's, that's, the, that's what happened today. But what you need to understand is you're going to be inundated now with how great we are. The dollar's doing good. Just came out, Yahoo, Yahoo, right now, right on cue. Yahoo, the strong, dollar's strongest rocket ship, continues its historic run. Because they don't want you to realize that those dollars mean absolutely nothing when you have to buy something. When you have to buy food, when you have to buy fuel, when you have to pay a bill, that so-called historic run, it doesn't feel as good as it did just a couple of years ago before the Democrat mafia stole the election. It doesn't feel good at all. Because what they understand is that in the debates, when Trump predicted what would happen, he was right then. The never-Trumper scum, those pseudo-intellectual sissies, mama's boys, driving around on their wife's money, or some grandpappy who robbed a bunch of people. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. I did, and so did Trump. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success, but I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to raise everybody's taxes, and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell, and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. Now, see, if I was 
had the ear of Trump, I would have said, forget about the 401ks because only 50% of the country has them. You were right when you said depression. Because when you can't pay your bills, that's a depression. And I don't give a rip how many pseudo-intellectual trust fund babies agree with you or not. When you're living hand-to-mouth, when you got to come home and look at those kids and say, no, sorry, no, that's a depression. We lost track of that because we're a bunch of spoiled brats who didn't understand the base fundamentals of what happens not only when you put an average moron scumbag Democrat in office, but when you put the antithesis of a corrupted foreign adversary owned, bought and paid for by the own domestic mafia, the unions, you put him in charge, you destroy everything, everything. Here, you want to hear about gas prices? Gas prices just keep going up 16 days straight. They're now 46% higher than the same time last year. 46%. And this is with, and I don't, has anybody talking about that? We're, We're dumping a million barrels a day. A million. And this is with this. They don't know what they're doing. That's if you want to be nice. If you want to be aware, it's controlled demolition of the American quality of life. The whole time telling you how great you are. How great you are. This must be what it's like to be married to a Pritzker. You look wonderful. Sure, that dress is a size 24. You look good, though. You wear it well. It's going fine. You look beautiful. Let's go. You'll be the belle of the ball. That's what's happening, only this time it's with your economy. So they're going to wheel out this moron, this morphodite. And every once in a while, When they talk, you realize the contempt they have for the citizens, their own voters. See, the Democrats, it's okay. Because what the Democrat voters are, are those union bosses, those capos, who are in on the scam and their cohorts. So they're fine with it. You get that phony, mystical, magical, nonsense pay and pension. I guess we're going to call it a pension. It's a bribery payoff scheme. You just shut your mouth. You developers, you want want the, the funny money from the banks that link back to the to the other Democrats like Janulius, you shut up too. You'll get the special money. You'll get the tax abatements. You just go ahead. And then there's the welfare roaches. Just keep them high, desperate, and hopeful. And you'll keep them. So when Biden talks, he's been doing this game for so long. And he can't remember Jill's maiden name. But he can remember the scam. And he can remember who exactly he's talking to. Which is about 50% of the country. If you're going to ask me about what I spoke about, I'll try to... Why why do you believe so many Americans believe that your administration is not doing enough to combat inflation? And do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. That's the first thing. And you justifiably write, we control all three branches of the government. Well, we don't really... We have 50-50 in the Senate. You need 60 votes to get major things done. I've been pushing the things I've been proposing here, and you've heard me speak to today since I got in office. And I I need to get 60 votes to be able to even pass them. Because you know what he wants to do. He's going to ignore the trillions of funny money. Trillions and trillions and trillions. He wants more to print up more because he's got to get all these Democrats elected. Like the union scum that are going to vote for that fat slob Governor Pritzker. So he's got to pretend to spend more money for infrastructure rather than recognizing what it is. A bribe for votes. He's got to keep that money going. 
He can't answer any questions as to, listen, hey, stupid, in one year it's gone up 46%. You've been in for a year and a half. One year. Why can't you reverse what you did or at least figure out what the hell is wrong? No, no, no. He's got to print up more and pretend that that's not going to harm things because it is. The reason we're in this predicament is one reason. Government spending. Government monopoly of currency. That's it. We don't even know how to stop it anymore. So we're going to pretend to take 60 votes. Look at what they've, they've done without the 60 votes in a year and a half. Number one. Number two, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, they're, they're not focused. They're just, all they're focused on, understandably, is the problem they're facing. It's you. The people. See, the problem with this inflation is you are not focused. All you're focused on is that you go home and you can't do what you sh- should have be able to do and you were doing two years ago. Can't do it. So you're going to have to put it on that credit card debt and then ignore the fact. That what their solution is, is costing you more money every second of every day. And more money is on credit cards than ever before since the invention of the consumer credit card. They get a 5.5% raise, an average raise in their salaries, and yet inflation exceeds that. And they look around the world, and they know that... By the way, that so-called pretend raise that you never really got, all that did is actually put more people out of work. Because they took control of the baseline of employment, the lowest form. And they made companies and people jack up what they pay. So what do you think they do? They get rid of of the love-handled Democrat voter. Hey, fatso, go in the parking lot. I got good news for you. You could sleep in tomorrow. That's what really happens. And then they go on disability, so we get them off the rolls. And we pretend that with 11 million vacant jobs, and I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of businesses that are out of business, Employment's great. It's never been lower. Well, then why does everything suck? Diaper wear. A lot of it's extremely complicated. Ooh. And so they're frustrated, and I don't blame them. Well, explain it to me. You're a professor. You got the high IQ. You've been stealing other people's speeches for half a century. Don't you have one that covers this, dimwit? I really don't blame them. There's a lot we have to do. And But you know as well, I shouldn't say you. I think what I have to do is explain in simple, straightforward language what's going on. Yeah, what's going on is that you are destroying the currency that is supposed to be the world currency, you and your cohorts, but you specifically, because after all, you've been wrecking the dollar for 50 years, you scumbag. You and your other old, decrepit Democrat frauds, and some Republicans. You've been destroying the dollar for 50 years. And now we've got South America that wants off of it. In fact, you're in war right now with the oligarchs that bribed you and your crack-smoking son to pretend this is about Russia and Ukraine rather than what it really is. Countries, the same ones that are causing all the problems, wanted off the dollar. And why wouldn't they after what you've done? Now, all you have to do is explain it to the stupid American Democrat. I like how you talk down to them, though, because they, that they can understand like, reason why 30% of the inflation last year is because automobiles cost more. Why did they Did you cost know more? this? They couldn't get the computer chips to make All this problem, it's because of the chips in the new car, Squirrel. And when you got the job, you wanted to go out and buy a new car, but you couldn't. But wait a minute, you did buy a new car, didn't you? Yeah, you got one of those Japanese cars. Yeah, you got the chip, you're driving around, you got your hair blowing in the sunroof. People are making a lot more money. 
They wanted to buy the automobiles. They couldn't buy them because the costs went up so high because there were so few of them. The same way this year. Maybe the cost went up because you've been bailing out the so-called American Big Three for half a century. You've been, and instead of letting it fail and let new blood come in and figure it out on a profit, you've been pretending that those are companies rather than subsidized entities. And you and your corrupt government have been getting bribed, ironically, by the same money you've been pumping into these bankrupt shell games for union workers. Maybe that's why. Boy, oh boy, that must be Econ 103. I think we skipped two. The same way this year, the reason why prices are up. They understand, but they don't. Look, most people, the vast majority of Americans are hoping that their government just takes care of their problem. And they don't have. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Is that what the vast majority of Americans hope that these scumbags in suits, these political whores and the pimps that bribe them, do you think they're going to take care of you? How's that working out for you in the sewer of Chicago? I don't know. I watched the news for four days straight. I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. How's it look in all of these areas where the government takes care of you? Oh, I know how it looks. The mayor of the city of Chicago challenging other mayors to protect reproductive rights. This moment has to be a call to arms. And I call upon all people of goodwill violence, in this moment to make sure that you are investing in the organizations that are on the front lines. The mayor, other city officials, and leaders of several local reproductive rights organizations stood with the mayor as she announced the Justice for All pledge and $500,000 that will go toward increasing access to services, including abortion. That's what it looks like when the government takes care of you. You live in their ghettos of squalor. You get used to the failure and the stupidity of their public education where nobody can say the word ask. You're killing each other over what? iPhones? And now... There's 500,000 magical dollars that appear just so the ladies that can't figure out you shouldn't kill your own baby can kill it for free. That's what it looks like when the government takes care of you. That's why take the Democrat sewers and every Democrat go there. All the rest of us good people go to higher ground. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. And then after the buffoon embarrassed himself. Here, let me give you an example. Mr. President, a year ago the administration was saying that inflation was transitory. That's obviously not the case now. How long do you think it will be until we see prices coming down? I'm not going to predict that. Uh, you haven't been right about anything in your miserable life. The only thing that was ever right when your name was attached to it is if these foreign adversaries bribed you, they would, in fact, get carte blanche to the American Treasury. I mean, that's the only thing that really happened. Everybody that bribed you, everybody, got their money back in spades and government favoritism in spades. That's why you had to steal the election. You had to pay off all those bribes. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Good to hear from you again. I'm glad you guys like that little dibby we sent to you yesterday. But anyway, oh, the reason... loved it. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Thank you. No, that's okay. I understand you got so much. The reason I want to call in, you know, you were talking about. We were talking to our financial advisor, and we we're saying, you know, how many jobs? There's so many jobs out there and all that, but they can't get the people to fill these jobs. You know, basically, how are these people surviving? 
in the in this economy. You know, you got a nitwit running the country, and uh, how are these people surviving without because any income? Because there are there are there is no penalty to default on debt. And in fact, there is a government that promotes more credit to the people who deserve it the least, the ones who don't pay it. This is a bipartisan problem. It happened under a Republican, and the Democrats saw it, took that ball, and really ran with it. So you're going to go down to a a small section of the country, the same ones that actually pay taxes. It's been an illusion for 100 years. There's only 30% of the citizens in this country that are actually positive taxpayers versus then welfare recipients. The trick is to get people used to being welfare recipients. And that's yeah. why it's a dismal, dismal future unless you rip this problem out by its root. And you have to do it by putting the restraints the only place in this country they are supposed to exist, and that is on government. Yet it is ruining our currency and the quality of our life because it is unfettered. Megan Orland Park. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Um, I have actually two things, two quick things to share with you. So I pretty much use my credit card for everything, but I pay off my card. And, you know, every time I make a purchase, I try and pay it off. Get a little bit more difficult to do that. So that's one thing. And then also I found myself in the last couple of weeks, months, changing my buying behavior. So like the deli meat, not getting the high-end deli meat necessarily, getting something like $3 cheaper, um, gas. Thank so a Biden half voter. Half a tank of gas. This is, yeah. all, this is all due to one thing and one thing only, the moron in office and the party that has always destroyed everywhere it's ever ruled. Rick Scott, you called out Rick Scott a little while ago in your remarks. Earlier today, anticipating your remarks, he said, and I'm just quoting here, that uh, the best thing, most effective thing Joe Biden can do to solve the inflation crisis he created is resign. He's the problem. The senator added later, the senator added later, Joe Biden is unwell, he's unfit for office, he's incoherent, incapacitated, and confused. These are his words. Offering you a chance to respond. I think the man has a problem. He has a problem telling the truth. He's not buying the lie that everybody that looks at you Everybody that looks at you thinks, and only few are willing to say, you need to be impeached today, absolute today. But you know Rick Scott, right? I mean, after all, he just insulted you. Arguably the biggest insult you've ever faced in your destruction of America since you usurped and stole the office, isn't it? You know Rick Scott, right? Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the... Florida. Florida. He's from Florida. Big insurance guy in Florida. Advocates for Florida. No, no, no. Not, not Wisconsin. That's Ron Johnson. He, he recognizes that you're unfit for office, too. Now, if we could only get a few more politicians to impeach this piece of dung, maybe we can save the country. Senate Republican leadership laid it all out in a plan. It's the ultra-MAGA agenda. Ultra-MAGA? There's a new phrase? Ultra MAGA. Well, uh, let's go to Pippi Lystocking. She, she, she clarifies all of this babble, this pablum, this dimwit, this dementia speech. Messaging. Who came up with this phrase ultra MAGA? Uh, why the need to, to kick it up a notch? Well, MAGA wasn't enough. I mean, why now use this phrase? I, I will tell you is the, is the president's phrase, and the president uh, it's made those comments himself um, just last week, as you know. Is this the part about when he steals the office? You know, when, when people don't, they ignore 
the, the, the drop boxes, they ignore the mules, they ignore the fraud, and you steal the office, how you're going to bring everybody together? Because after all, you did such a great job with the 350 people and the 5 million entities of tax avoidance in Delaware. You were the perfect scumbag for the job, weren't you? I don't think you're bringing anybody together. In fact, between you and Lori Lightfoot and her call to arms, what exactly does that mean, Lori Lightfoot? Call to arms. That's an unusual phrase, isn't it? Boy, they, they've been saying that a lot. They said it a lot during 2020. Remember, they were calling to arms, and then they were getting bail groups together to bail out their foot soldiers. Ironically, the same ones who became ballot harvesters and mules to drop off and steal the election. I'm getting sick and tired of pretending this isn't a mafia, and this imbecile is anything but illegitimate. Impeach this piece of dung today. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I am looking. A friend of mine just sent me a voter ID. Cook County. What is this actually called? Yeah, voter ID card. Your voter ID card. Oak Park, Precinct 1, 7th Congressional District, 39th Senate District. Go ahead, let them know where it is. Uh, 78th Representative District, Cook County Judicial Circuit 11th Subcourt, Board of Review 3rd District, Force County Board District. They sent it to my buddy. You know the problem there, Squirrelhands? It's it's his mother. And uh, she died in 2009. They just sent her the card. She's got her card. This is the kind of shenanigans these Democrats scum exist on. That's why you think you're going to run an honest man? Your choices are going to be scum and scummier. After all, who else would put this idiot? The economy has never been worse in our lifetime. Unless you're old like this feeble moron. And you remember the Jimmy Carter Democrats when he was just getting warmed up. Never been worse. In 40 years, he runs out when they ask him questions. You know why? Because he's got cue cards and teleprompters. He's got people yelling at him. He doesn't know what the hell day it is. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin. Yeah, Rick, Rick Scott of Wisconsin. The inflation in this country, do you take any responsibility or policies? I think our policies help, not hurt. There you go. He's helping you. All you need is a little more help. And before you know it, you'll be eating your dog like in Venezuela. Bill in Des Plaines. Hi, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, uh, Sean, nobody deserves to be impeached more than this idiot. I mean, we all know that. We can't do that, though, because that's what they want us to do. They hit that whole Hunter Biden thing to get this moron elected because the other ones were even crazier. So I think they're going to release the Hunter Biden stuff. So we want to impeach them so the real evil can take place. Well, Bill, but here's the thing. You've got to remember, Kamala Harris, aside from sweet Willie Brown, nobody really liked Kamala Harris. Nobody. Don't ever ask how he got the nickname Sweet, Bill. You don't ever ask how he got the nickname Sweet. You don't want to know, Bill. You don't want to know how sweet Willie Brown got the nickname Sweet. She was polling at 1%. Get her in there. Because it'll be like being attached to Richard Irvin. Every, every politician even attached to them will never have a future in politics. You can't get her in there fast enough for me. Jeff in Rockford. 
Hey, Sean, you know, I get a kick out of this guy and his spokesperson there. The way they like to talk about big meat and big this and big that. Where was this guy at while all these big things were assembling themselves? Did he, you suppose he didn't get a little grease in his pocket when all that stuff was going on as these big companies assembled he was getting themselves? Bribed by the, he, was getting, he was getting bribed and he's owned by the labor extortion mafias called unions. But, Jeff, one little correction. When you call up and you're going to say big meat, clarify exactly what we're talking about, because I thought you were going back to the Lori Lightfoot clip I played. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Mitchell in Desplaines. Hey, Sean, uh, keep in mind that uh, Kamala Harris, okay, when she ran in the primary, she didn't get one delegate. You can call her Joe Camel. We're fine with that, right. too. She didn't get one delegate, okay, and she ends up being vice president. And what these radical Democrats don't even understand, Sean, is the fact of the law of supply and demand. As interest rate rise, this is not the best time to be carrying over debt. So to get into the 827 FICA score team, which I'm in, that takes skill set. It's not just by a luck. The fact of the matter is this. You're going to see these ridiculous Democrats who don't understand what I call basic numbers. They're going to be over their head in debt because you know why? They've been on the wrong team. Stop it, Joe. Biden, you're fired. I like it. Very good. And what that's what they're they're banking on. See, our definition of success and the Marxist definition of success are the polar opposites. They like this because now is when you could pass on the virtuous welfare roach. And this is how you build a base. Aside from the dead people who died in 2009 and still get voter ID cards in Oak Park. This is how you build a base. Who wears who are simply too uninterested, too stupid, or too desperate to want anything but in on the scam like Jennifer Granholm. Energy secretary invested heavily, heavily, lobbied heavily by alternative energy boondoggles. Gas is right where she wants it. This is right where the eco-Nazis want it. It's never going to go down. It's only going to go up. And soon, it'll only be rich people that can afford to drive. That's where their sweet spot is. That's how Venezuela turned to uh, Chavez. That's how Cuba bought the idea. Ironically, one of the richest countries ever. They bought the idea because there were so many people that he wooed into socialism. Not to mention the American CIA, which really wanted to flip that island. Does your department have an, uh, a projection of how high gas prices will go? We're soon entering the summer driving season. Yeah, I mean, the international, uh, excuse me, the Energy Information Agency, has, it's been bumping around a little because of what's been going on with the EU. The projection was that it would come down a bit by the end of this year, but it is going to take a while. There is no doubt. And because there is additional const uh, constraint uh, because of the summer driving season. That they got you right where you want, right where they want you. That's where you are. And in the meantime, all the reporters who just get the notes of how to ask questions, only a few of them, and we had to go to CNN. You ever know what's going on with the only fat guy in North Korea? There's only one because everybody lives under the kind of economy that Joe Biden is building right now. Anybody wonder what the fat guy's doing in North Korea? Sticking with our world lead as global leaders focus on Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine, another rogue leader is ramping up his own military capabilities. Kim Jong-un's North Korea launched another ballistic missile this week and may be getting ready to test a nuclear bomb. CNN's Owen Lieberman is at the Pentagon for us. See, the problem is when they do this, it just doesn't go to the people who deserve it. People who wanted this kind of leadership, this kind of destruction, this kind of fascism in America. It affects all of us. And once again, it'll be the same people to pay taxes, be the ones harmed by this. It'll be the same ones who lose everything that will be harmed by this. 
It'll be the same ones who were victimized by the voter fraud and the theft of the most powerful office in the country and the world. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success. But I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to raise everybody's taxes, and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell, and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. All of this spending, all of this failure, results in only one thing, more taxes more control. This is exactly the goal. The Democrats are right on track and they have the perfect stooge in office. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM five sixty. The answer. Nice. Wanna go out of the hour nice. How are we going to go out relaxed? I have to play and monitor these Democrat mafia, swindlers, scallywags, rats. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we build is you inflation. This? Seriously, this is, this is a pathetic thing. Pathetic. This is how you know Democrats have zero standards. Zero standards. That's why the city of Chicago is in, pickle, is in a big pickle. Isn't this moron going to Chicago tomorrow? Well, he should go to the corner. Maybe he should tour some of the neighborhoods that the Democrats built. Inglewood, take a look at I, I, I guess uh, Humble Park's coming along nicely, huh? How many shootings they have there yesterday? Another prime example of Democrat utopia. Jerry, Chicago. Hi, Sean. Take my call, buddy. Listen. You want to see the Democrats really lose their minds when the Republicans take back control of the House and the Senate, and then when they get a Republican in the White House, just have the Republicans float the idea that they're going to add four more justices to the Supreme Court, four more conservative, four more conservative justices, and if the Democrats complain about it, all the Republicans have to say is, "Hey, man, this was your idea. We're doing what you guys wanted to do." I absolutely love it, Jerry. See, that's how I knew you grew up in, a, in an area where you were dealing with morons. Just double down on your <laughs> own stupid when you're in charge. They don't like it very much. I love it, Jerry. Thank you very much. Thanks, excellent buddy. Excellent point. Excellent, excellent point. And then maybe, how do we get control of the actual government? Because it is rogue. It is absolutely and totally rogue. I'll never forget uh, uh, when Obama got rid of, I think, what did he do? He neutered NASA. He turned it into a propaganda wing. And then we got in and we funded it again. And all. I said, wait a minute. The, the only thing this idiot did in eight years was maybe curb the spending on, a, on, a, on an agency that we don't even know what the hell they really do, except from what they tell us. And once again, I'm in a position where I have to believe a liar. See, when you lie, I don't believe you ever till they put dirt on you. I still don't believe you, let alone an entire government agency. I mean, after all, it's got acronyms. You're not going to believe this story. It is true. NASA has come up with an interesting way to make contact with life on other planets. Check this out. Scientists plan to launch pictures of naked humans like this into space in hope of luring aliens to us. The pixelated images. Brilliant. Only a government could come up with that idea. How do you think that works? Do me a favor. Send them a picture of Pritzker and his bride. Send them naked right up to outer space. This way we can assure no alien invasion.
Because there isn't any living being that's going to come anywhere you send a picture of a naked Pritzker. I think oh, that's the God. perfect way. Perfect way to, to fend off an alien invasion. Because I saw all those alien movies. We don't stand a chance without Will Smith, and now, you know, he's done. So how are we going to fend them off? Nude pictures of the Pritzkers. Come I love on, man. It's wonderful. All right, let's go to the lines. Craig, Mount Greenway. Hey, Sean. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? What are you racing? What are you? What are you? What are you at? Skip's drive-through. You're racing your old car. What are you doing? Gas is expensive. <laughs> Don't be accelerating like that. Go ahead. All right, brother. Hey, I was thinking about these. You know, these uh, leftist uh, socialist dirtbags and everything. They're really getting unhinged over this um, this abortion stuff and everything. It just goes to show you. They've been getting away with murder, literally getting yeah. away with murder. And that whole point, they are not willing. They never give up or, or give back nothing. They never give back anything or admit they're wrong. So they are not going to give up their ability to murder innocent life. They love it. And they, they do. that's why they're And you got Oh, we broke up. You must oh, yeah, have drove got- out of your zone there. You're driving like, a, like a, an alien. You're driving like an alien. And, you know, it reminds me of the old expression. Beauty is skin deep, like my grandmother used to say. But ugly, it's to the bone. There's nothing more ugly than a Democrat pro-abortion woman. I mean, they're ugly. Planned Parenthood of Illinois is preparing to see double to five times the number of patients that we currently see for abortion care. Anti-abortion organization Pro-Life Action League issued a statement suggesting the $500,000 should be used to offer more services to black and brown families, saying... We don't want Illinois and Chicago to be an abortion destination, which is anything but a safe haven for women and children. Diana Parker Kafka is with Midwest Access Coalition, a regional organization that helps patients get to abortion appointments, even if they're outside of Illinois. Do you believe this? It's like a travel agency to kill your baby. And where are they coming? Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. Unbelievable. You get exactly what you deserve with these Democrats. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. Because we need a little controversy, because it feels so without me. All right, so first of all, I got a caller on the line, Mike in St. Anne. I want to take it, but Mike, I got a good guy who's doing all of us a favor. His name is C.G.A. Saramella. And not only is he sound like he's from my old neighborhood, I'm dying to find out if I know one of his relatives. I either dated one of the women or might have thrown one of the men down the stairs at Eddie Rockets in the 80s. But either way, we'll find out. The good news is he is a criminal justice reporter. See, that's what we need. He's also a freedom of information nerd. He loves that stuff. He loves to catch scumbags, just like me. So let's bring him out on without further ado. CJ, thank you so much for what you do. And either you have an aunt or an uncle mad at me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what do you? You found out something we all knew. You know, I, when I read the report, I was a mayor, I think, in Crestwood, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. He sold out the people of his uh, village for five thousand dollar bribe from a red light camera district. We find out about the speed light cameras. We don't know what the hell they're doing. We have to trust the least trustworthy people among us on photographs and all kinds of things. 
Have they been cheating the people of Illinois? Uh, well, yes. In fact, a Illinois appeals court found that they have been cheating the people of Chicago. Um, uh, an Illinois appeals court ruled on Friday that uh, Chicago has been charging uh, illegally high fines uh, for ticket violations or vehicle sticker violations. Um, I'm sure as your listeners know, uh, for the pleasure of driving through or driving in Chicago, you have to pay the city about uh, uh, 95 bucks a year to get a vehicle sticker um, and get it renewed every year. And if you don't, there are even stiffer fines that they slap on you uh, for failing to do that. And uh, this court ruling came in a class action lawsuit challenging these fines because um, under state law, uh, Chicago isn't supposed to fine you more than $250 if you're going through their administrative court, which is where all the ticky-tack, uh, like non-moving violations, petty tickets and things like that go through. Um, but, you know, with the way that Chicago, they recently changed this, but the way it used to go through with these sticker fines, uh, there was like a $200 fine your first time, and if you didn't pay it within 25 days, they would smack you with another $200 fine. Uh, which, you know, violated the cap. So uh, they filed this class action lawsuit, and the appeals court said that, yeah, you're you're not allowed to do this under the law. You were fining these people too much money. Um, the lawyer who's representing this suit said that, you know, the amount that was overcharged could run up into hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and the, the actual, the, the background is, is kind of interesting. Back in the 90s, um, Chicago moved a lot of its its petty uh, sticker violations and uh, traffic non-moving traffic violations to its administrative court because uh, it said its criminal court was getting too clogged up with this stuff. They went to the state legislature and said, "Hey, our, our criminal dockets are all clogged up with ticky tack, uh, you know, uh, traffic tickets and things like that, and we have bigger fish to fry." So the state legislature said, "Okay, well, you can do those in an administrative court, but because those have uh, less due process protections and lower standards of evidence than a normal criminal courtroom, you can only fine people $250 because, you know, uh, if it's over that, they should have the full protection of the law. So <laughs> what, what Chicago did basically is like, okay, sure, and then they just ignored it. Yeah, why not? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny, yeah. CJ, I used to drive downtown every day, and I would park in a lot of Greek town and walk to the mercantile exchange and we had a we had a guy he, I called him the wacky Iraqi he was a wonderful guy big guy and he literally used to protect your cars from at that time the parking meter people would walk through private lots and ticket cars for such things as the vehicle sticker in the window now even though you know half of those cars if not 90% don't do not live in the city of Chicago you have to have one while you're in the city of Chicago and at what point? What is the what is the ramification for them overcharging people? For we don't we know at least since the nineties, as your report shows. But what what is the downside for this city? Do they just say, "Oh, sorry," and nothing happens as usual when they screw the people of the, of the city? Uh, no, they might have. Uh, there might be some bigger financial ramifications. Um, this class action lawsuit is seeking to get people who did pay fees that they shouldn't have been assessed are seeking refunds and they're seeking to get the debt canceled out for people to still owe. And that's one of the big problems in Chicago with the ticketing regime over the years has been that it ends up soaking people in thousands of dollars in fines, um, which has all sorts of collateral consequences just beyond that. 
uh, beyond the actual debt. You know, you can't get a seat job if you have outstanding debt. There's all these other things. So, um, you know, the city could be on the hook for refunds if this class action lawsuit actually succeeds in what it's, it's aiming to do. Um, there's been all sorts of problems with this already. In 2020, uh, the city approved a $5 million settlement alleging that it was encouraging lenders to repossess impounded cars. It had a really, Chicago has a really nasty impound program. Yeah, I've been a victim um, of it. Yeah, a lot of people have. They seized about, well, let me see, 250,000 cars since 2010. Um, 250,000 cars. And then when you go yeah. there, you have to bribe their, their not-so-well-groomed staff and those uh, guys who, who, who have the muffin top and their little midriff showing. It's a very unpleasant experience, and it's normally about $1,000 to get your car out of there if you show up a day later, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they charge you, that's about 1000 1500 something like that, and then you got towing and storage fees on top of that, which accrue. So if you can't get it out right away, the costs just keep racking up. And the only way to get your car out was to pay or just to give your car away. Um, the other thing they were doing was issuing duplicate tickets for vehicle stickers. Um, so, you know, you're only supposed to get one, but they would slap people with multiple tickets for the same violation. Um, and they had to do, I think it was last year, the year before, they threw out about 23,000 of those tickets after they got caught. And these are really affecting the poorest people among us. These are the people that can't get their car off. These are the people that literally are losing their car because they can't afford the fine. So once again, the city that is supposed to represent the poor people, the middle class people, the hardworking union guy, they are in fact robbing, extorting, and stealing from them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you know, no one likes getting a $200 ticket, but if you're living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck and, you know, all of a sudden you get the additional late fee, you're in a hole that you really can't get out of uh, unless you choose to drive on a suspended license and then you rack up more fees or get car impounded. Um, the city has been, like, Lori Lightfoot has done some partial reforms, and the city council has done some things to try and make it less punitive. It's not as bad as it used to be. Um, but these have all been sort of, like, very gradual, sort of like, okay, we'll knock down the fee. We'll let you get into a payment program so that you can pay this off a little bit, um, or we'll work out some sort of settlement. So it's not as bad as it was, in, at least even up to a few years ago, but it's still... I mean, up in uh, Chicago is leading the country in Chapter 13 bankruptcies, and a lot of it had to do with uh, debt to, like, city debt, people debt, debt that people owed to the city. You know, I've always had a gripe about the, the seizure of property. I think it is just completely unconstitutional. I love the approach you take, and I love the fact that you are a freelance reporter who pokes around this. With all of your interest in the Freedom of Information Act, I've always been suspicious. To me, it's always a political whore or a pimp. The question is, how do you decide which one it is? How many times do your freedom of information lead back to the fact that in most cases, these politicians who are making these decisions, who are making these weapons of law, are in fact double-dipping or getting the back-end interest on some of these things, whether it be tow companies and their unfettered, unregulated industry where they once they capture you, it's no longer your car anymore. You have to fight, and they're, they're pretty much unregulated. I just saw a story last week, the reason I wanted to have you on, of a tow company that took guys' cars out of ditches after they, they, they uh, drove into them in a storm and wouldn't give them back unless they charged them, you know, 3000 5000 There's There's no regulation on this. There's nobody to really protect unless you can afford a lawyer. And once again, it's that, that uh, if you're not rich, uh, you're a victim. 
Do you find anything yeah. in your Freedom of Information Act that uh, leads to more than maybe just the mayor that was caught with his hand in the cookie jar with the red light cameras? Do you, do you find a lot of information that's incriminating? Oh, well, the red light camera thing, I mean, there's been other city, there's been other city officials um, in Ohio and Illinois that were caught up in the sort of the same kickback schemes. It's popped up all over the place. You know, one of the things that citizens Sleuths have found is that um, where they put up red light cameras, they'll also shorten the duration of yellow lights uh, for very mysterious reasons. Um, the, the interesting thing about Chicago, though, is with their impound program, um, they have a single source contract for their tel- for their impound. They all go to the same lot owned by the same company. Um, but the, you know, they were basically giving these cars away for far less than their actual worth. And for the city, they're basically just, you know, the, the financial incident for them is they still have to pay for towing. They just give them all to this private tow company, and then the tow company gets to impound them. They sell them for scrap, mostly. I mean, they're selling these cars for far under their actual value. I got so a sneaky suspicion they end up back on Western Avenue. Some Simon Barcinis, they're selling it to some old lady for $20,000. I mean, you know how this game works. You're from the area. Is there, is there any shame anymore with um, just how, how corrupt the system is? Are you seeing any people that come out and say, oh, we've got to do something about this? Or is it just going to be one of those things? Because they're going to pay the costs. But once again, it'll be paid with by the people who pay taxes. There never seems to be right. anybody that ever goes to jail. You know, any, any, any kind of change in the trajectory of what that city really has become, which is a laughing stock of the country. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there have been some gradual reforms that have been going through, and there's been pressure um, from both left and right, you know, left and right groups saying that, hey, you are basically shaking people down and you need to stop it. And so there's been some movement. I mean, I... You know, I would say it's probably not as bad as the days of, you know, the Lincoln Park Pirates. Uh, I think that was an old song about the the, <laughs> the towing companies. Oh, it still goes on a lot. I I think that's the that's the thing though is with the reporting that's come out and that people are doing and showing just how rapacious and and uh, like abusive this program is that the city officials can't. I mean, there's not a lot they can say in defense or you know hide behind anything so i think the more that this comes to light and uh, the more people who come forward um and show what the city is doing to them and and how these fines and fees are making it impossible for them to make a living um you know the harder it'll be for this system to just keep chugging along i don't think it's gonna you know i don't think it's gonna collapse tomorrow or anything like that but i i do think there's somewhat of a, a good trajectory a better trajectory uh, first time that's good news because the first time i saw your name was in uh the new york post and you oh, did yeah. so- tell me about that because when you can irritate warner wilhelm which is de blasio's real name i like it so how did you irritate him <laughs> did i i'm sorry did i irritate bill de blasio I think it, it says right here, it's truly the most wonderful time of the year. Cheers, reason C.J. Saramella, because Mayor de Blasio, a bumbling punchline of a politician, is finally leaving office. Uh, yeah, you know that, was my, that was my goodbye and good riddance to Bill de Blasio, uh, who was really just a clown show. I mean, I can't think of a guy who, yeah. who just bumbled his way into more, just in more accidents and slapstick than him. But I like that arrogant chin-up stare he had where he acted like he did something it reminds me of a plethora of politicians but i'm looking forward to you copy and pasting when Lori lightfoot has to take her fake receding hairline and her man vest and get the hell out of office are you ready to do one of those again 
Oh, when when she goes out of office, I will definitely write a goodbye and good riddance piece. Well, listen, I need you. The reason I wanted you is because you are a thorn in the side, because you are somebody who believes that law should be the shield of the people versus the spear of the corrupt political whore. And I need you to keep it up. C.J. Saramella, please apologize to your aunt or uncle if my name comes up. Will you please? Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. And uh, I'll, I'll see if there's any peace. Thank you very much. I'll take your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. Because of reporters like that, Freedom of Information Act, the scandal of victims of carjackings who had to then pay the fees if they found your car to get out has been over for about seven, eh, what is this, about 14 days. About 14 days. Up till 14 days ago, if you got carjacked and they found your car and towed it to the lot, you had to pay the impound fee. See, that's why we need reporters. Those are, he's really somebody who's fighting for you. And that's why we need more of those citizen reporters. Now, Mike in St. Anne, Illinois. Thought, Mike Fahrenbacher, what's up, buddy? Hey, first of all, I love your show. Second Thank time you. caller, I talked to you last week. I, 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 it, it was funny that it was this conversation you had because I got a red light uh, ticket. And my wife said I got to pay this ticket. She paid it. They sent me another bill. They doubled it. It yeah. was crazy. I was so pissed off and I, I was like I, I love Dan and Amy I love I love Mike Gallagher Dennis Prager and I loved it when Henry was on but I tell you what I love you more thank Even you very much freaking, Mike I'm sorry part of my language that's all right, all right I like it You're, that's okay <laughs> it works day, fine you, 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 I, I appreciate hey, it very much yes one, one more thing I'm a local 597 pipe fitter pipeline welder and all of us and the 150 operators and all the laborers that's working on a gas pipeline are, are on board with, with, with thank you mike that means the world to me you know why i was one of you guys i started out that way right on. and i know right the on. scam let me tell you something i know the scam and the idea you got to give these fat ass business agents money to get right. on a job or money right. it's ridiculous and i and and they're shaking down men these half-ass mobsters thank you mike I appreciate it. Sorry I kept you on hold Sexy long. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. That's right. I know. The voice, it's our hold button. Now, Mike doesn't sound like that normally. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, the number one issue for this election cycle should be returning law and order. You know, we've got people demonstrating and picketing in front of chief justices and justices of the Supreme Court's homes. And no one's doing a thing. That's a that's a federal law being broken. And we've got a Republican governor in Virginia, because two of the homes are in Virginia, who says we're monitoring the situation. Monitor right my rear. Go down there, scoop them up with the state troopers and throw them in jail. It ends. You know why I like your call so much? First of all, I always like your calls, Don. You know that. But when you say we've got to reestablish law and order, these are two different things for two different groups of people. We, yeah, the Americans, want law to be our shield. The fascists, although calling themselves liberal, pretending they are not part of the Democrat mafia, want law to be a spear, which is why, Correct. just that last story I had, that's the law. The law was created by the corrupt mafia of Chicago, used as a spear against the people that are, that are supposed to be protected by law. They're the ones who are victimized. Now you pay the mafia scumbag with his muffin top tow truck guy. Pay that fat slob. Otherwise, you don't get your own property back, right? And then what happens? Yeah. The tow company, who nobody knows who it's related to. Anybody want to I'll bet you 50 bucks it rhymes with Ailey. 
I'll bet you whoever, whatever fat, short-in-the-pants Irish muffin top that owns that toll company turns around and gives a large portion of that phony money back in campaign contributions. That's remember, the city Remember that Lincoln works. Park Towing? Lincoln Park Towing, remember? Just change the name. It's still around. Yeah. Just got exactly. a different name now. Their scandals got too, so big. Still the same fat slob chair wrecker that he is who owns yep. it and still paying off the Democrats. That's the city, and it's a shame. But that's why we got to bring it out and expose it in the light of day because these roaches, they don't like light. Now all they need is a little bleach. Dave Munster, Indiana. Sean, I love the show. Let me Thank tell you. you about my experience with the tip of the spear. This is going back about five years ago. Uh, my wife and I bought a Ford Escape, zero uh, percent financing, so we're using somebody else's money. No, and no, no. Uh, my de- son, no, the dealer gave you that. That's I'm fine with that. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, right, right. My my son had uh, a need to use our car because his car was in the shop getting repaired. He's a tradesman, so he took it into the city on a Friday, staying overnight because uh, the project they're working on. They were getting up early Saturday morning to go back to the job. He came out. The car was gone. He calls me up. I'm a retired detective. He said, Dad, what do I do? I said, call the Chicago PD. Reported stolen. Yeah. So that's what he did. This is on a Saturday. My insurance, we reported Monday, or we reported to the insurance carrier. And 30 days after, uh, the insurance carrier settles our claim. Right. The week following, I got my first parking ticket in the mail. <laughs> From yeah. Chicago, Pete, from the yeah. city of Chicago. Sure, the guy that was using it for... like he signed the paperwork. That was it. That car did not move. I uh-huh. got a dozen tickets in the mail. That car was at the same location for a freaking yeah. month. You and should have went and picked it up. The city. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what the insurance carrier told me. I said, ah, no, I don't okay. think so. The car's yours. Yeah. I'll end up over the hood of uh, Chicago PD's squad with a gun screwed in my ear. Yeah, I've been down that road. I know. I know what happens if you're, you're in possession. Of Dave, a you know the moral car. of this what story. Do? No matter what your son does, no matter how much money he makes, you get him back to Munster, Indiana, because that stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, Dave. I went well, long. It's, thanks it, for the it's call. Just, it, okay, thanks. Thanks man. for the call and thanks for what you did, and the right way you did it. Now we need to get more guys like that. Problem is they're impugned because then law is the spear against the law enforcement officer. So I don't really blame them too much either. 312-642-5600. Victor, you're first when I get back. AM560. The answer. Gary, there's nothing so hairy, and we always collect our fees. Maybe that's how they got the five hundred thousand dollars to put in the trust fund to kill babies. Get the toe coffee back in. Victor Midway. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I love you, man. Thank you, Victor. Right um, I just, you know, I heard a caller a few a few callers back he's complaining about law and order you know people are complaining about the gas prices and inflation but i don't hear anyone complaining about the election fraud you oh. i hear you sean yeah, you're the only one you played a video where where creepy joe biden admits he he's running the biggest organized fraud organization in the country and it did it under obama when are people going to realize our elections have been compromised for freaking 50 years. 
Yeah. People need to wake up, quit freaking complaining about things that don't matter. Nothing's going to change unless we fix our election laws. I got good news for you, Victor. I really do. I I'm apologize, not just... man. I'm no, just... don't worry about it, brother. That's what it's about. You got to feel that way. You're getting robbed. Look at the position we're in, your kids are in. I feel just as bad, believe me. You know how hard it is for me not to swear? We lose Victor? I would have kept him on. Here's the good news. Good news for Victor. Good news for all of us. The decline of Democrat super scumbag lawyer Mark Elias. Turns out he was laughed out of court. See, he's trying to run cover for the Duchess of Chafington. Caught in the scandal. Scandal of the bureaucracy protecting itself from the light of day. They call it the Steele dossier. They're all in on it. FBI's been sitting on the Hunter Biden thing for two years. They're in on it. I knew they were in on it when they were camped. What? What's their office? How far is their office from Madigan's lobbying firm? From Madigan's law office? 66% of all commercial property in Chicago used Mike Madigan to get their property taxes lowered. You know, you have any idea the money that firm made over the 50 years that half-assed gangster that yard gnome stole, robbed the people of Illinois? Not to mention the ComEd thing. The FBI had no idea. I got no idea. All Irish, all with the side parts, all with the same suits and the stupid look on their face. That's why they needed to get them out. That's why they sat idly by. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to play it again. So we're going to show you a visual, a pattern of life that someone can see and look at rather than just a whole spreadsheet of numbers, being able to look at it in this manner. By the way, there's a Democrat scumbag that meanders around our, 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 our studio once in a while. And he says, oh, what are you going to promote? The big lie? The big lie is that diaper-wearing political whore who's wrecking my country. The big lie is the Biden administration. You stole it. And you know what your fear is? Voter ID laws. Because you need to keep those people who've been dead since 09, like my buddy's poor mother. Like my, God only knows, my mother was a hardcore conservative right up until she died. Now she's at the queen of heaven. The cornerstone of the Chicago Mafia Democrats. This is what they do. All you need is your license. Go in with your fracking license. Oh, I can't get one. I'm poor. I'm stupid. Then don't vote, you moron. What you see here on the screen is a single person on a single day in Atlanta, Georgia. They went to 28 drop boxes and five organizations. So think about this. One scumbag. Foot soldier for the Marxist mafia. 28 drop boxes and five, count them, five Democrat mafia Marxist front groups to get the ballots. Those are, you want to say that they're alive? Okay, they're convalescing. They don't know if it's Tuesday or July. They're like a bunch of uh, uh, Bidens meandering around an old people's home waiting for rice pudding. Cinnamon? No cinnamon. And they voted Democrat. Let's pretend it's that. Like my poor friend who at 54 years old is in a convalescent home. He doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. He'd still do better with the economy than Biden, by the way. These are the kind of people that voted. How do you go to 28 drop boxes? 28, all in the middle of the night. Illegitimate fraud usurper. In one day. What are the orange dots? Those are drop boxes. 
and what is the blue tracks that is a smoothed out pattern of life so that we could take the sort of the movement of the individual cell phone signals marry them together into something that's visual so that you can see movement on the individual to get to some of these drop boxes you had to be intentional and then the other thing they got video camera footage of the same morons beyond a shadow of a doubt democrats all with the muffin top stuffing the ballots with multiple votes over game over now why would they do it why well you might not think it's connected but it is this is the nih you know the nih the one that um what's his name pickle face fauci pickle face fauci and his handsome wife this is where she is uh employed the U.S. National Institutes of Health intends to claim co-ownership over Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine patent. That's a so wait a minute. The National Institute of Health is a co-owner in the Moderna vaccine. Huh. So this is all the kind of chicanery they had to protect. You know how many, how many uh, 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 checks have gone to the NIH over the last 20 years? $300 million in royalties to the National Institute of Health, quasi-government company. How could they own the patent? According to the agency's outgoing director, Dr. Francis Collins, who spoke to Reuters on Wednesday, he said NIH scientists significantly contributed to developing the mRNA vaccine. I think Moderna has made a serious mistake here in not providing the kind of co-inventorship credit uh, to people who played a major role in the development of the vaccine that they are now uh, making a fair amount of money off of. Fair amount of money off of. You're talking trillions of dollars at stake. And this isn't even the military industrial complex. This is the pharma industrial complex. And now look at what the scumbag gargoyle of corruption Chuck Schumer has to sh say today to make sure that their cohorts become very, very filthy rich on your dollars. We have had several meetings with the group of senators um, who are pursuing this, and we hope to have legislation and vote on it this year. Look, the bottom line is very simple. Um, we will, the House will pursue COVID legislation. They're first doing Ukraine, then they're doing COVID. We'll see what the House sends over. The bottom line is very simple. Our Republican friends should not be blocking COVID legislation. We don't know what they might throw in the way. We don't even know if they want to pass it. So let, when the House passes it, we will do everything we can to get COVID legislation passed. And that's more money to their cohorts. They're stealing trillions, not billions anymore, trillions. When the autopsy of America is done and they find out what collapsed the empire, it'll be the pandemic. It'll be all the people that went along with the government corruption. It'll be all the morons that voted Democrat. That's what broke this country. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. This, is, this show is for the rest of us. Not in on the scam. We don't want the mafia. We don't want to be a part of it. The rest of those people can vote Democrat. Mike in Chicago. Hi, Mike. Hello? You're on, buddy. Hey, uh, the 2,000 mules I saw, uh, and I, you know, OAN had a, uh, did it as a story, not just a commercial. Okay. Newsmax and Fox, just uh, the commercials, nothing with, uh, you know, as a story. Yeah. Hi, go ahead. 
you got to keep in mind, though, brother, you know the reason that they're doing that, right? We now have the information czar, the propaganda czar, Goebbels' wing of our government now, the propagandist, Mary Propaganda. And the problem is the government controls licensing for, for, for news things. Thank you very much, Mike. Okay, take care. Thank you for the call. Don't, make sure they don't forget your catch-up on that drive-thru. Thank you very much. Uh, the reality is... They're afraid to lose their license because you got a government that is a fascist Fourth Reich, and they are not afraid to admit it. First time in 246 years, we've got an information czar to make sure that anybody that doesn't repeat the real big lie that Biden won the administration is attacked. That's the problem. And everybody goes, oh, how come you're doing it? Because I don't give a rip. I love this job. I'll do it for free. This company was gracious enough to give me a platform. If it's yanked out from under my feet, I own this equipment here in Studio Xanadu. I'll figure something out. But I love this company because this company is the one that is a producer of 2,000 mules. They put their money where their mouth is. That's what I want to start doing. Put our money where our mouth is. It's worth the risk rather than go along to get along with the Fourth Reich. Everything they do is corrupt. Everything. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I was wondering if maybe you could check in more details on this. I've, I've heard that uh, May, the week of May 22nd, you've got representatives from 140 countries that are going to Geneva, Switzerland, to vote on giving a super authority to the World Health Organization. Run by a veterinarian. Shows- Did you know that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a Chinese-appointed one. He's not but, even but a, doctor. Is, a doctor. This is supposed to give the WHO or... WHO super authority over their internal laws of their own lands. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, sooner or later you're going to run into a buzzsaw. Sooner or later you're going to run into a buzzsaw. And if they, you know, I I think it's high time. I mean, you know, uh, if we're, if we're going to let these idiots give our, give up our sovereignty over some, like you said, convention of the Lee and Hammond, there are 26 states. Now actively suing the Biden administration. Separate the damn country. Let the roaches have what they already ruined. You come with me. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. What we witnessed during the pandemic was the first time in world history, absolute American history, first time ever, loans were given out without disclosure, and without terms. Think about that. Government money sprinkled all over to anybody with an LLC. And the information that they needed could be printed up on a Word doc. No verification, nothing. It is the exact way you destroy small business, free business, and a free economy. Because no one knew the terms. It's like rolling dice with Big Jilly from Guys and Dolls. I remember where the dots are. Just keep rolling. Now the game is to continue to pump out more money to cover up the fraud 
of what was the PPP loan. That was done under a Republican. I chanted against it every minute. Couldn't believe it happened. Now I know what's going to happen under a Democrat. It'll be more strategic and more fraudulent. I wanted to bring on E.J. Antoni from the Heritage Foundation because, you know, I've had him on a couple of times. I love him. Wicked smart. He's the Regional Economics and Center for Data Analyst at the Heritage Foundation. What did you find, E.J.? About a trillion dollars in waste. That is not an exaggeration. When you take PPP and you add in the extra unemployment payments, Sean, when you throw everything in the mix, all these different COVID measures, we are literally looking at about a trillion dollars of pure waste and fraud. EJ, um, a trillion dollars is an amount of money. I'd like to know the percentage, but I'm going to guess that 80% of the other countries around the world will never see. And yet we just wasted it. What can you do? You know what? It's a great question. Uh, Part of me says just vote the bums out of office. But, you know, Sean, one of the things we've seen is that even when you do vote the bums out of office, if you don't put enough political pressure on their replacements, they'll do the same thing. You know, it's, it's been so heartbreaking to see the Republican Party championing, championing things like deficit reduction and lower taxes. And then when they get into office, they basically act like Democrats. The other thing that we can do, you know, I, I have to say, I didn't know they could do this. And I mean that. I consider myself to be, you know, pretty well versed in this. I didn't think they could obligate the future which is what they did they didn't have the money they created it obligate the future to be liable for this type of fraud but yet at each and every turn this seems to be exactly what happens can we as a society force the government to sell assets to cover the debt because the reality is our government is the largest landowner the largest property owner the largest debtor largest creditor largest tenant the largest landlord there has to be something we can do to get our money back to some sense, force a sale, something. There has to be something we can do because you said it. It's the same story, different suit size. We need to put the restraints, the only place they're supposed to be in this country, on government. How can we use law as our spear versus the government's? Well, the first thing to do is just to get the spending under under control. You know, as bad as the deficit and the debt are, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that the vast majority, in fact, almost all of the deficit is just interest payments on the debt. In other words, if we didn't have a debt, even though the government spends like crazy, tax revenue is so high right now that it would essentially mean the budget would be balanced. So how on earth do you get rid of the debt? Well, you do it by exactly what you just said, selling the only asset that the federal government has, and that's land. And, you know, you would solve a lot of problems with that. But there's another thing that I was really astonished. I, I think you and I touched upon this our last our last talk together. You got a real estate guy in office who's utilized that to his advantage. How in the world could you just create the money and then turn it into a an arm where it's not bound by years but bound by policy, by, by, by virtual policy? politicians who can now change the the cost of that debt can we not through congress go back and take that exact 11 trillion dollars and lock it 
into a 70-year 0% rate. Because the idea that the money bundlers and the corrupt Fed with their monetized scheme that nobody knows who exactly is profiting, we have theories. Why should they profit on that money? It was a terrible policy. We're here to rectify a bad loan. Let's refinance that son of a gun. What do you say? Well, actually, that would, believe it or not, be a worse situation than what we have right now. Because what we have right now is inflation running higher than the interest on government debt. That means you have a negative real interest rate. So in other words, you are paying the government for the privilege of lending them money. That is the way the current system works. And if we want to go a little bit deeper into it, the banks, you have to remember, when they make a loan, they are creating money out of nothing. The Federal Reserve does the same thing when they loan money to the government. So the banks create money effortlessly and charge the government interest on that loan. And on top of that, that is then used as the monetary base for creating additional money. In other words, the <laughs> banks are essentially getting interest on both ends of the transaction. This is like owning real estate in Illinois. You're getting robbed eight ways to Tuesday. You're paying them so that they could destroy the equity in your property. That's, a, that's exactly right. You know, it, and along those lines, one of the scariest things that I ever heard from a Chicago politician, but it really gives you an insight into how they think. They said, you know, if we only raise property taxes high enough, we will stop people from leaving the state. People don't realize, <laughs> and for the last three years, for the last three years, Illinois has had more people leave the state than die there. But the whole idea is that if they raise property taxes high enough, you can't afford to sell your home because no one else would ever move to Illinois because they can't afford the property taxes on top of the mortgage payment. So they'll never give you what you want for the sale of your home. And now you're stuck with it. EJ, I just uh, I went to a family party over the weekend, a communion on Saturday, Mother's Day on Sunday. And I was there with my wife. She's got an extensive Italian family. And there's a guy there who I really like. And he had nothing, you know, built himself up. He's a landlord. And he owns strip malls in the area in Illinois. And we were pointing to one. We were, we were across the street, and he has a strip mall. And he, I said, what are you going to do with it? He goes, I, I how am I going to sell it? He said, I just signed the lease, and it's $30 a foot. The government gets $15 a foot in taxes. $7 a foot goes for camp, common area maintenance. I get the crumbs. And at that point, that really hits home. You know, it's hard to explain that to people. But the reality is the government, when it fails to this magnitude, is always in the best position because they're first in line to get repaid. And we're, that example is exactly what we're looking at when we look at this. You know, we pretend it's $30 trillion. It's really 260 But that's the position we're in. We're, it's failed so bad, they're in the winner's seat. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize that you just touched on is that we not only have explicit debt, but we have all of these unfunded liabilities. In other words, it's money that we owe in future payments, but it's not actually on the books yet because it's not a debt that we owe immediately. So absolutely, it is. The, the debt is far bigger than the number that's often stated. But another point is, you know, with let me just say that it is absolutely astonishing 
how much government adds to the cost of literally everything, whether it's real estate, whether it's gasoline, whatever the case may be. And then it is just mind boggling to see the president get up there today and in a series of semi-coherent sentences, (laughs) tell us all of the things that he's going to do to help bring down inflation without addressing any, literally any of the actual causes of the problem, all of which stem from government. EJ, is it any wonder that countries around the world who are witnessing this, there are smart people in these countries, there are smart people, they're witnessing what we're doing. Is there any reason why any country shouldn't want to get off the U.S. dollar if they are not going to treat that dollar with respect and integrity? No, no, not at all. Uh, you know, there's, then we've already seen that movement. There's already been a, a large push led in part by Russia to get rid of the petrodollar, meaning we're no longer going to price oil in dollars. Uh, If not for the just sheer size of this economy, people would not be using the dollar for international transactions. But because of its, its precedent of place and, you know, because of the fact that the economy is so large and that there is such an abundant supply of dollars, that has been a good enough reason to continue using it. But one of the really scary developments with this administration is the way in which they have been trying to wield the dollar as a weapon. I mean, it's bad enough when we devalue it to to fleece our own citizens with the implicit tax of inflation. But on top of that, now we're trying to wield the dollar like a weapon, and we have denied Russia's central bank access to dollars that they legitimately own. It's not like they stole these. They didn't take these dollars from the Ukrainians. These are dollars owned by Russia and the Russian people that are parked at American banks, and we have closed those off to the Russian people. Well, if you're another country in the world and you're thinking, hmm, do I really want to risk subjecting my citizens to that if I ever run afoul of the Biden administration? Now, obviously, what Putin is doing is wrong, right? We're not condoning Putin here and the invasion no. of Ukraine, Absolutely. but we're simply pointing out the legitimate concern that anyone would have to say, what if I'm not green enough for the Biden administration, right? What if I'm not pro-LGBTQAXYZ ampersand pound sign enough for the Biden administration, whatever the case may be? If I don't follow the liberal agenda closely enough, do I risk the loss of my supply of dollars? And if that's the case, is it really a safe and stable currency? So we are a couple of smart guys. Let's fix the problem. Me and you right now. IMF Bank. It's our bank. It's a front bank, right? It's got, I don't know how many, hundreds of billions, if not trillions, out in debt to oligarchs around the world. So if we're going to confiscate from just the oligarchs we don't like, why don't we get some of our money back from all the oligarchs and call in that marker? Because after all, they're not paying our debt. This has been a scandal that the American people have been too ignorant, too willfully ignorant to pay attention to. But you're talking about a significant amount of money that's benefiting a lot of dictators, a lot of scoundrels around the world. Can we maybe get some of our money back that we have through these entities that are, in essence, giving money to our enemies? I don't know if we'll ever get the money back, but what we can stop, what we can stop doing is the constant refinancing of these loans. You know, we have all these countries... To these these third world dictators where we have loans and these countries are essentially hopelessly in debt and they can't make the payments 
And whenever they begin to default, a bank goes crying to the Federal Reserve and says, hey, we're going to lose our shirts and we're going to risk a collapse and our customers might lose their deposits unless you bail us out. So then they go to the IMF and the IMF, quote unquote, restructures the debt. What does that mean? It means essentially they give even more loans to these third world dictators and they renegotiate, in other words, lower the interest rates so the bank gets saved yet again, and the American people are there to foot the bill. Why do I feel like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places? You all are a couple of bookies. Uh, it's really that kind of a scam and that kind of a scandal. And now we're all in this Keynesian soiree of fraud and misappropriation. Has there been any talk? You know, I hear all the time where current conservatives are going to sweep. You know, I still don't think so because of voter fraud. But is there any talk among Republicans of any kind or any people who are of conscience to secure the dollar to a combination of commodities that stabilize it and prevent this kind of fraud, prevent this kind of continued monetized debt. Why don't we just attach it to what our own country's natural resources are, both in oil, uh, natural gas, and a combination of all these things, even gold. Let's throw it all in there to secure and stabilize the dollar, and we will in turn handcuff these corrupt bastards. Can we do that? It's certainly possible. I know, in fact, there are actually a couple of Republican congressmen right now who are working on a measure that, although it stands no chance of getting passed in a Democrat Congress, it might have a chance in a Republican one, where they want to get rid of the Federal Reserve's what we sometimes call dual mandate, meaning they focus on unemployment and price stability, so that the only things the Fed will focus on is price stability and the normalization of long-term interest rates, meaning that rates don't ever stay too high or too low for too long. And on top of that, I know there are also many Republicans in Congress who are very much in favor of what you might call the neoclassical monetary school, where we want to peg the dollar to a yeah. basket of commodities. In other words, a dollar is always going to be worth this much gold, plus this much oil, plus exactly. this much silver, plus this much wheat. That's the only answer I can come up with. And that's the only thing that will bring any integrity back. And simultaneously, it will handcuff the politician who will no longer be able to print up this fiat soiree and keep saying good faith and credit as if these rotten rats even have any of that. So I, I think we have to do that because that's the only way we can restrain them. They're unfettered. And now we're just in this, in this quandary where Republicans, like, unfortunately, the Trump administration, did something as ridiculous as pump out trillions of dollars with no terms, and now you're just playing hot potato with it. No, it's, that's exactly right. And, you know, it's one of the things that's really been tragic about the Biden administration is they had the benefit of hindsight. Ironically, it all happened in 2020, and, you know, they say hindsight is 2020. But the Biden administration was able to look back on literally everything that the Trump administration did and see what worked and what didn't work. They were able to see what were the good effects and what were the bad effects. And ironically, they have chosen to double down on all of Trump's mistakes and ignore all of the successes. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I have an old expression. It's expensive to be rich. It's even more expensive to be a socialist. How many people can actually afford the Biden administration, in your opinion? Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, unless you are one of the the well-connected elites, you are hurting right now. We're, you know, we're going to get tomorrow's, uh, we're, I'm sorry, tomorrow we are going to get the latest inflation numbers, and we are probably going to see real wages down, real weekly earnings down, probably about 4.7% since 
since Biden took office. So for the average worker, I mean, you're talking about an annual loss of like $2,600 a year. So if you're a married couple making that average salary, you know, you're north of $5,000, the equivalent in lost earnings. So even though your salary has literally gone up, the amount of stuff you are able to buy, the amount of goods and services has gone down. I don't see how anyone can afford to live in Biden's America. Well, the good news is uh, pot's legal now and you can get yourself high, which is really the only answer that Democrats can come up with. High and on welfare. Unfortunately, I don't want to be that way. Um, EJ, it's organizations like yours that give me hope because sooner or later you are going to get through to the opposition and they are going to understand if we're going to have any value in our currency, it must have integrity. This is one of the main groups uh, that that fights for that. The Heritage has there been any progress on getting me invited to the smoker? I bought my sport coat. I have my elbow patches. Can you get me in the Heritage Foundation or what's the deal? You know what? I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> Thank you very much. EJ and Tony, you can find him at the Heritage Foundation. Thank you for all you do. Keep it up. I love having you on the show. Sean, thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Teresa and Lombard, you go first after this. AM560, the answer. All right. I, I said her name was Teresa. It's Therese in Lombard. Hi, Therese. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. I'm interested in your call. Yeah, so um, I Googled my name one day for the PPP loan. I wasn't looking for it. I just wanted to Google my name, and it popped up that I had taken out a $20,833 loan for my beauty shop that I don't own in Lombard. And so What did you buy with that fake money? I, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I know. I'm no, I, I didn't okay. get it. <laughs> so, Wouldn't you well, like to see nice. how they spent it? I hope it went to some good stuff, perhaps some Louis Vuitton, some of those shoes with the red bottom, sexy. Go oh, ahead. What else you yeah. got? It, well, there was 164 people in our zip code alone that were all fake loans. I dug into it, and they all came from pretty much the same loan company out of California. Um, and it was all done through a group called Wampley. Um, and the gentleman that owns Wampley actually went to jail for um, he did some insider trading with Disney. Ooh. So when Disney was sold. Yeah. It's like that, a that trifecta. Insider yeah. trade, Disney, corrupt PP loans. He's clearly a Democrat. Can you yeah. find out his registered? I've got $50 says he's a registered Democrat. You want a piece of that action, Teresa? I mean, after all, you got I all do. that fake I money. Well, I got to pay off my $20,833 loan there, you know. Um, nice. You know, so, yeah. And that's you know, what I love. Keep digging. Shop. Keep digging into this. And that's what you tell your friends to do. The years of being willfully ignorant have led to this political whore who's ruining our upholstery in the Oval Office. Thank you, Therese. Love the call. Thanks. Oh, I hung up on her a little fast, a little quick on the trigger. But I'm running late. I went late with these calls. Now the rest of you. Catherine, you're going to go first, then Teresa, then Terry. If you want to be on the line, it's 312-642-5600. I know, you're fast. It's the fastest show on radio, but it's also the best one. We'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Are we really on the last half hour? That's it? Man, oh, man. Good thing is it's not a weekend. I get to do it again. Catherine, Western Suburbs. Hi, thanks for another great show. Oh, thank you. I was calling to say <laughs> I've got two topics that are weighing on my mind, and it was a strange coincidence that Victor and then Lee called you. I think it was uh, one after the other. 
Um, in this state, I've, I guess, basically all but given up on elections and uh, their validity and, and integrity and that. But um, so, I, so I don't know, like him, there is so much frustration as to this these next ones coming up in 2022 and whether it will really matter anyway after what they did to us. Uh, but, Catherine, uh, you, you, know, know, you know how um, I feel. There's, think, a big, there's a big push. There's a big push push for the the corruption to stay in power whether you vote republican or democrat which is why there's all the 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 corporatist money in the form of ken griffin behind the corrupt incompetent pug face uh dick irvin i believe his formal name is richard and uh they want to make it so it's you know what it always is in that sewer heads they win tails you lose that's the game they like to play so they keep the mafia enriched and running so the the real question and the only way you'll have hope is if this Irvin scumbag is not the republican candidate which i don't think he will be in fact i think by the time uh the the primary rolls around anybody even affiliated with Irvin will be persona non grata by people of integrity the 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 rest of the scum who vote for mobsters they like either one of these two so there's some hope there and then your other one that you liked was what the other topic is the vote that they want to take, uh, like May 23rd through 26th, is, I guess, conferences or something. Oh, uh, for the WHO. Uh, push. Well, yeah, but this is a, another big step in uh, one-world governance. Yeah. And then elections that we, we just talked about won't yeah. matter anymore. They're slowly pulling us by the nose. I've, I've got good news for you. So what? Okay? I've got good news. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, op- I'm listening. Be optimistic. There are 26 states that are rejecting the corruption, the open and notorious corruption of the usurper, the unfit, unqualified thief in the Biden administration. This is good news because the country will write itself as long as we have states that are suing the administration. It will. And anything it does with the WHO is unconstitutional. They cannot forfeit the American people to a world government the good news even if we own it which we do own the world health organization it can get broken apart but only by good politicians Catherine, thank you for the call such as chip roy who is quickly becoming clearly one of the top three favorites of me one minute Thank you, Madam Speaker. The gentleman from Maryland talked about protecting this institution or talked about this institution but we got a 40 billion dollar bill at three o'clock in the afternoon i haven't had a chance to review the bill my staff is pouring over the pages trying to see what's in it You want to talk about the institution? You want to talk about standing up alongside Ukraine? Why don't we actually have a debate on the floor of the People's House instead of the garbage of getting a $40 billion bill at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, not paid for, without having any idea what's really in it, with a massive slush fund that goes to the State Department, $13 billion, $8 billion for the Economic Support Fund, $110 million for embassy security. We've got $40 billion that is unpaid for, and you want to sit here and lecture this body about what we're going to do or not do about standing alongside Ukraine? Why don't we talk about the American people who are hurting, the wide open borders, the inflation that's killing people, the jobs that people can't get because of the cost of goods and services in this country? Sitting here and being lectured to when I don't even have time to look at a $40 billion unpaid bill. That's a representative. That's who you support. Those kind of people with that kind of character and that understanding. This isn't a bill to help Ukraine. This is a bribery payoff to the most obvious political apparatchik of the Ukrainian oligarch government, along with the Shycoms, the Chinese communists, along with, ironically, 
even Moscow. Everybody's getting what, they're need from, what they need from this political whore. The good news is there's Chip Roy. I'd love a guy like that to run for president. Besides, you're not going to have to worry about any of these third world dictators messing with a guy named Chip Roy. Throw a cowboy head on that son of a gun and let him loose. That's the optimism. Kevin, Austin, Texas. It's ladies night here on the Chip Sean Roy. Thompson show. You blew the mojo. I got all girls except you. Go. Well, all right. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, Sean, it's, it's, it's really upsetting to me that I kind of blew your mojo. Hey, um, so Chip Roy kind of came up because it was back in 2008, right, with the Tea Party movement and all that. Anyhow, very exciting guy. And I want to ask you, when you talked to Trump, because you just shook his hand, right? Quick, yeah, it took it. Why did Trump support Dan Schultz's idea? And I just want you to ask him that. Why did you know what Dan Schultz is? Dan Schultz's idea. Yeah, I don't know the idea. I know who he is. I don't know the idea. What idea? Okay, Dan Schultz's idea is the precinct strategy. That's where people get involved locally, become a precinct <laughs> How did strategy. I, I should have guessed. Yeah. Yeah, change the change the Republican Party from the inside out, from the bottom up. It can happen in Illinois. It can never happen in Illinois. Illinois. It can if never happen in Illinois. Illinois. Because Ken Griffin just bought the narrow-shouldered, pencil-neck scum GOP lawyers in the upper echelon <laughs> with a big check that they all can't wait to get the people hell out of like the your, People room. like your family, people like your family who own that strip mall, got to get involved so they're not throwing away all their their profits to the government. I think you should take a big loan on it. Otherwise, you might as well do a deed in lieu. Turn it over to the key. Here you go. Now you guys run it. Go ahead, you and the corrupt politicians. But you know, to each their own. By the way, we have neighborhood policing in my area because, you know, things are so bad. Our cops are so great. So we had an, I had an idea. I left my garage door open when I left the house, and I put a bear trap down, a bear trap. And I, you know, secured it to the garage floor the way I like to do. And I put some stuff over it. This way, if I catch one of these Democrats going in my garage, I got my neighbor Joey, and he's going he's gonna to take it, take it from there, from the screams and the bear trap. That's how we neighborhood police in my neighborhood. That's what you need to start doing, Teresa in the Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, regarding COVID earlier on in the show, God forbid I should ever get cancer, but if I did and there was nothing more that could be done for me, I would take experimental drugs uh, if I decided to do that. I mean, well, what wait, do I have to the, lose at that point? Did you get the COVID vaccine? Because you took an experimental drug if you did. No, oh, no I didn't. Oh. No, I, I, I haven't know. gotten anything. I had COVID. I was in the hospital for 12 days with it, and that was the end of that. No no shots. I get the flu shot once a year because it works yeah. for me, but that's it. You know, I was watching a but commercial who... while I was in Illinois about some yeah. they they run a lot of HIV commercials probably just a coincidence but they were talking about this drug <laughs> where you go and you get the shot every 2 weeks and then at the end yeah. you know it's this miracle drug that were HIV all of a sudden you're like magic johnson you're gaining weight you're making business deals anyway right. at the end of it what they did is they gave you about a 30 second disclosure of all the stuff that can go wrong from depression to right. strokes to all. yet none of that happened with the, the vaccine do you think it's because the national institute of health also a quasi government company is an investor in it what do you think? Yes. All right. Very yes, good. absolutely. People in radio. Ladies night here on the Sean Thompson Show. We'll take the rest of you ladies. 312-642-5600 after this. AM560. The answer. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. 
You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. Well, back then it was uh, it would have never gone through the propaganda czar. It was called misinformation. And they did get the percentage wrong. It looks like it was 50 percent to that scum office thief fraud political whore who by the way is going to be right at home in chicago tomorrow terry in chicago hey uh, i really uh, don't like saying this but uh i want is it possible uh, the police like uh, not having to pursue criminals that are running away and uh, i haven't heard them complaining about it and it it makes their job easier but it causes more crime against well, citizens most of those most of those guys have families and they live in the area and i'm sure that's not 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 something that they're they're doing but here's the question to 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 really answer is the government still protecting predators is kim fox still clearing the road for the cartels that are destroying the quality of life in a once great city that really hasn't been that great since democrats have come out of the box as the fascist scum they are that's the question so the police why would you chase them you know you and i are sitting in the car what are we going to do? We're going to go get this guy. He's going to be out on the street in in three hours, and this time he's going to have a reason to shoot everybody, right? I mean, I, listen, I I think they should round them up too. But what's the point if Kim Fox is going to release him? I mean, unless they cheat on their taxes, they're not going to go to jail in a Democrat sewer, right? Unless they don't pay their property taxes, they're really not going to lose anything. So what's the point? You just give them some street cred. I mean, I like my idea, Tear, of the bear trap. And my neighbor Joey, he'll take it from there. See, that's how you that's how you do it. You got a neighborhood, watch it. Get yourself a bear trap. You don't have to worry. Then you lure them with the open garage door. And the way that I did it, I took some some shoes and some stuff, I put it around, and I put a blanket my wife had laying in the garage over the bear trap. I hope to God one of those slimy Democrat scumbags wanders into my garage. So does Joe. He's got his duct tape ready and everything. David and Lansing. Uh hey, Sean. Um you know, these uh, kids going out to uh, protest the judges, I find it outrageous. But just in case... They're getting paid you know, to do it. Any... You mark my words, David. This will track back to payment. These are paid professional right. Marxist scum. You think they had those signs just right. ready to go? I, I, in case anybody on the uh, on the right wants to go out protest like a BLM or a Antifa leader, if we can find them, nah. I made up a little chant. You want to hear it? Oh, sure. I'm sure it's riveting. Go ahead. It goes like this. Hey, hey, George Soros pays BLM and Antifa because they're cutting all hoes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Man, way to bring the showdown at the end. That's all right. We'll bring it back up in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.